Welcome to All Eyes on Cleveland. This is a special free agency files edition as we have, uh, I have vowed to go through all 17 Browns free agents addressing their market, their production, their value, all of the above, and give you an idea of what's going to happen this offseason. Tonight I am thrilled to have the wonderful superstar guest Jeff Risden, managing editor of the Browns Wire, the Lions Wire, and contributing writer over at Real GM with us. Jeff, how are you doing, sir? It is great to be with you. Let's uh, let's break this guy down because uh, yes. I think I think we're in agreement on this one. <laughs> okay, I think so too. So we are focusing our efforts tonight on one BJ. Good sin. This article that I have brought up here on our lovely screen tonight is one written by the very Jeff Risden over at the Browns Wire, uh, USA Today Sports Media Group. Go check out the Browns Wire for all of Jeff's writing. He writes like 10 articles a day over there. They're all fantastic. You got to go check it out. And the Lions Wire. But here is one that we're featuring tonight, Jeff. Uh, so if you want to take kind of take us through this here. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. it's it's basically um, I think that Goodson uh, uh, we'll, we'll just go 14 games this year, led the Browns with 91 tackles, broke up six passes, had two interceptions, recovered a fumble, did get a half a sack and had a couple of tackle for losses. It's good production for a, a veteran guy playing above his pay grade for the first time in his career. He's always been kind of a part-time guy. That's what he was in Green Bay. That's what he was in New York. Mm-hmm. The Browns asked him to do more, and he did do more. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's something that's very important. Uh, that's They didn't get that from a lot of other guys. You will talk about Andrew Sandejo, among others, <laughs> as guys that didn't necessarily live up to the expectations. I thought B.J. Goodson, from having seen what he'd done in his past, did a very fine job of acquitting himself as a, a a decent NFL starter at a position where the Browns need a lot of help. So now he's, talk, he, he's he's not perfect though, and that's yeah. that's that's where you're getting to next. <laughs> yeah, so, talk a little bit about you know I think this is a little misleading. You know you you nailed this here. This is a, a true statistic here, and you know you correctly put the PFF you know definition of this in here. Yeah. Um, but kind of go over that real quick and why, you know, but explain why it was so low, kind of because of what the Browns were asking him to do. And, that, right? and that's exactly right. So he was he was dead last um, in terms of quality of tackles. Um, and, and it's a run stop percentage. And it's basically a thing because you're talking about, did you stop the offense from accomplishing their goal on the play, whether it's, you know, gaining X amount of yards on, on first down or stopping on third down or something like that. Uh, he did that on just three three point seven percent of his tackles. The league leader was Zach Cunningham, who's a very similar style of player for Houston. Did it at twelve percent. So you're looking at no nobody's going above twelve percent, and that that's a really high figure for for Cunningham. The league average, um, which was Joe Schobert, is, is around seven and a half percent. So he was Wilson wasn't even at half of that. But and the but matters here. Yes. Was he asked to do that? Was he a guy who was asked to attack downhill and be the instigator for the tackles? That's if you watch Joe Woods defense, that's that's not what he did. That that's right. he was he was not that run dog. That was supposed to be either your your interior defensive lineman 
Um, you were hoping that you were going to get a little bit more from your safeties in that regard. Sandejo flying past people, Carl Joseph flying past people, sometimes into them and knocking them silly, which was great. But he was kind of, even though he was playing linebacker, he was playing it as the quote unquote safety using that term literally like, okay, it, he, he's the guy. If the other guys aren't going to make the tackle, he will make it. It's the just last line of defense. Yeah, exa- yes, the exactly. Thank you. That, 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 that's a better way to say it. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and you're right. And, he, and he's a very sure tackler, which you pointed out here, right? So, yeah, five, five missed tackles of 92. Uh, that's, a, that's a success rate that ranked fourth in the NFL this year. That, that, that's a good quality tackle. Look, you're, you're going to miss tackles. Even no great players miss tackles. Uh, one of the guys that, that we talked about in the Super Bowl wrap-up show, Devin White, Fourth in the league this year in missed tackles. So even good players have their flaws. One of the things that Goodson does well, and he's done this well consistently throughout his career, and even going back to Clemson, when he gets a hand on a guy, they're going down. And that, that's a very reliable thing to have happen. And, and you need that in the middle of your defense. And you you note here in the article that he got more comfortable in his role with Woods here in the 2020 season progressed. I was, was surprised, you know, Jeff, his size, like he's he has really good size. He's big, but he's he's a fluid athlete. I, he I is. Surprisingly, I didn't think that we were going to get that from him. But he's pretty good athlete. He moves well out there. He seems rather agile. And the more comfortable he got in the offense, the better he looked. Um, and as you kind of point out here, and he also proved himself as a leader. If you kind of want to talk about, oh, that absolutely. Here. And I think you saw it especially after the bye and and really um, when they had their whole COVID situation, he was part of that. I thought he did a really good job of keeping the, the guys together. Look, that was a group of their defense this year outside of the front line was a lot of mercenaries, you know, one-year guys. And I thought he did a really good job of bringing those guys together and forming them into a unit. And that has value. Uh, that's right there. You want your middle linebacker to be that guy, and and he kind of, he was that guy. He was he Kirko, um, who he effectively replaced and on the roster. No, that that dude's that, that that that's a special human being who went to Green Bay. But yes. Goodson did a really good job with the crew that they had, and I think the more comfortable he got, I saw progress in both how he handled the guys around him. He also, as as you said, he played better as the season went on. He got more comfortable in what his role was and how to react off the guys that he was playing with. He he he's a he's a smart dude, and it showed. And I think that that leads me to believe that he will. He's not going to fall back if he comes into Cleveland. He, you're getting a guy who's still ascending, um, and and I like that concept. If you if you're going to spend money on free agency, get guys who are coming up, not guys that. You're not paying for guys for what they did elsewhere. You're paying for what they can do for you going forward. And I think that he proved at the end of the year as his arc went up, he can do more for you than than he did in this first year. Yeah, I think you're right. And then uh, talk last thing here, and we'll go to the next page here. But uh, as you see, this was written on the 3rd by Jeff Risden. But talk a little bit about (laughs) the – the two-year, $9 million deal that you think might be right for him. Yeah, so range. so you're looking at this. One of the things that this offseason is is that there's a lower cap, so you're yes. going to have to prioritize spending at positions. Off-ball linebacker is not a priority position in the Browns' defense. They made that abundantly clear last year. It's yes. generally not a, a money-making deal around the league. 
4.5 million per year is is an average figure. That's that's one of the reasons why Joe Schobert is in Jacksonville and why their defense stunk in part. They paid him what 11 and a half million, something like that. That way over average. Look, he's a good player, but he's not you're not making an impact with that. He's and Goodson. He's he's smart enough to understand that he's a better fit in Cleveland than he is elsewhere. I, I think if you offer him two years, nine million, maybe you have to go up to ten um, and and play with the, the guaranteed money where you front load it all or you back load it all one way or the other, so you have flexibility. However, they want to figure that out. I trust the Browns on that. I, I'm not at all worried about their salary cap situation. They will find ways to make things happen. That that's yes. what smart teams do. Um, I think there's way too much over overblown overhype about how how the cap is going to impact teams look you're not going to be able to go out and sign a premium guy you're not the Jarvis Landry contract that you gave out years ago that's not on the table for anybody anymore but they can get him in that you know 4.5 to 5 million dollars a year guarantee most of it maybe throw in an incentive bonus you know if he leads the team in tackles again or if he makes a pro bowl or something like that you know throw an extra 500 grand um, I, yeah. I, I I absolutely think that B. Jenkinson would take that deal, and I absolutely think he would be worth it in Cleveland too. Yeah, so um, it's interesting, and I'll go back to it real quick. But this here, I think, is makes perfect sense to me. It makes little sense for them, <clears throat> the Browns, to try and find another player who offers the Browns exactly what Goodson does and just to try to save a little bit of money. And I think that makes a lot of sense. But if we look at, at him here, PFF-wise, now, it, it doesn't jump off the page to you, but I'm going to show you something that kind of does change your perspective on this. His, his defensive grade of 66 is actually better than you would think in comparison to most guys in the NFL. That's um, Yeah, that's that's not – that is very slightly above average. That's yes, that just about – or they like to call it um, wins above replacement level, their war thing. He, yeah. he is slightly above average on that. I thought this was interesting. 598 snaps, passing snaps to 339 run snaps. Um, but in, if you look at, and this is what I was kind of pointing out here, he's 21st out of 83 eligible linebackers. So, he, you know, if if you yeah. take everybody that's eligible, and, you, you know, he's 21st here with that grade. And, and if you take Taki Taki, obviously – you see his run number there is way high. <laughs> Look at that uh, split. Yeah, <laughs> the run versus the coverage. 44, yeah. Uh, so that's coverage versus run defense. It's Ladies and gentlemen, that's there. a role player. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's a problem there, right? And then uh, kind of the op- – and then the very opposite for Malcolm Smith. He's a coverage guy. on the he run can't... and his coverage is way high. So Yeah, there's your, there's your platoon right there is your, your, right. your number three linebacker. And that together they make up, you know, the the 15, 16th best, you know, as you combine their grades together. Right. But really their value is diminished because of that split. You want a guy that can do both and right. you can leave on the field. And I think that's maybe something the Browns should try to attempt to do. But I know you said I think there's value in Taki Taki certainly being a part of this team in the future. But I agree. back to yeah. Goodson, you know, yeah. here he is. Pretty solid across across the board. Nothing great, but once again, that's the twenty first best ranked linebacker, and he's not a platoon guy, right? right? And, so, and look at some of the names that are right around him. Yeah, Jamie Collins below him. Um, Kyle yes. Van Noy, a guy who gets some celebration below him. Zach Cunningham led the NFL in tackles last year. 
yes. below him. Um, it, guys like uh, a, a guy that I really like, Nick Kwiatkowski, slightly above him. That, that that guy was a massive steal for the Raiders in free agency last year, and the Bears missed him when they let him go because they pinched pennies. That's one of the examples that I'm trying to, to get people to see here is that the Bears didn't value the continuity aspect of it, and they suffered because of it. And Kwiatkowski went on to play incredibly well. Um, he, he played better than Goodson did um, in, in a role in Las Vegas where he didn't have a lot of help around him either. Take a look at Jayon Brown here, okay? At 20, Tennessee, 66.4. The run, there is that, yeah, that's the run grade down. Yeah. You know, his pass rush grade is up and his coverage grade is up. He's a smaller guy. He's a a coverage oriented guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're going to look at that here as we look at the open market. Obviously, Levante David, and he's probably going to price out. Yeah. Here's your map. Matt Milano's and there's Jayon Brown. Right? Yeah. Uh, can't I can't see the Bills letting Milano go? He's a glue guy, right? <laughs> coverage guy, eleventh best coverage yeah. guy. And, and if you watch, if you watch the Bills when they were when he wasn't on the field, they were a different football team. They were an inferior football team. So I, th- I think they're going to get him back. So then you're looking at uh, they're not getting Levante. Jayon Brown is right there. Uh, that yeah, that's a comparable guy. Do you want a guy though like Goodson who's been in your system? for a year who is respected in the locker room or do you, do you try to shake things up and see if, if a chemistry experiment works there? That's, it's a question, but now they, yeah. they've got him valued at much more than that. They got him at like 11.88. That's, that's crazy money. I, I don't think any off ball linebackers getting that this year. If so you're not sacking the quarterback, you're not getting 10 million a year. Yeah. So let's talk about that too. And, and yeah. that figure I, I think is a little skewed because of the salary cap. So, when we talk about, and we don't know, it's a fluid situation with the salary cap in, in 2021, right? Definitely. So it, it, it's going to be like 180 maybe. Uh, just I, I would million. figure 180 to 185 is probably the right. range. Yeah. So $20 million dip. Lot 12 teams are going to be already over. There's going to be some guys that are cap casualties, but I think the guys that are going to suffer are going to be the Jayon Browns and maybe the BJ Goodsons because the guys that require top top level money are going to still get it. I think somebody's yeah. still going to pay Levante David, right? But yeah. they might not pay Jayon Brown or KJ Wright the same amount that they normally would have uh, because the, I think it's the middle of the pack guys that are going to probably going to have to take. I agree. The middle the back. middle class guys and that that's that's the. You know, Goodson is right there with Brown and KJ. I think KJ Wright's a little bit better in coverage. I think he's proven that. And they but, got him uh, at six a year. So. Yeah, so so look at that discrepancy right there. That right. that sort of it's makes weird, you wonder right? where they're pulling these numbers from because well, I I, th- I think what they're saying about Wright is is much more accurate. Yeah, age discrepancy is big there. No, that that that, that would make sense too. Yeah, twenty five and thirty one, but KJ Wright is still very solid as you see here. You Good know, player. Like, yeah. You know, and interestingly enough, and I highlighted this, they took Texas Tech linebacker Jordan Brooks with the 27th overall pick last year um, to be his replacement at will. Uh, and uh, that, that didn't happen yeah. too well. No, so Brooks has got time though. He, he, I liked him coming out too, so he's he's got a chance, but he he wasn't. It was a rookie. And then Perriman is the last guy in their top 100 pre. Uh, yeah, you know, and they got him at what six point five million a year too. That and that and he's a younger guy. 
um, who played his best football last year. So I, I, I get, again, to, to go with that theme, you, you want to pay guys that are going up instead of guys that have done up and are going down, um, which I think yeah. you would do with Wright. Same age uh, as Goodson, but, you know, and they make a good, the good comment here, <clears throat> few players are better downhill thumpers than Perriman. It's unfortunate for him that 2021 is not 1985. Yeah, and if you've so, watched him play and you've watched Goodson play, there's a definite discrepancy yes. in their movement skills, their fluidity in space. Goodson is not, by all means at all, a, a super fluid guy, but Perriman makes him look that way. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you know, what you need in today's NFL is not really Denzel Perriman unless right. you're – I mean, the, right. he's talky talky to me, right? A yeah, very, yeah, very akin. And so Goodson isn't, by the way, necessarily the best guy, but you can't have the best guy at every position. You've got to Correct. budget for that. The Browns have made it clear that that's how they're going to budget the the off ball linebacker position. Um, that and that's why I'm that's why I'm in on Goodson coming back. I think I think he's a great fit, and I think he'll be affordable. And that's that's what you need in this defense right now. And I think the guys that may be in the market that you say he did walk or somebody paid him more than we expected, I think these would be the type of guys you're looking at, right? Exactly. And, and that's the thing. You, you, don't have, you don't have to keep B.J. Goodson because there are there's other options right there in front of you that you can get. Um, and you can also hope that, that you know, Jacob Phillips develops into something a little bit more. You can, you can find ways, but uh, I, I'm a proponent of continuity – uh, especially in the leadership department. That's one of the reasons why I value Jarvis Landry more than some other people do, because I do value that. I think there's there's a definite need for that with a young football team to have a veteran guy who can who can command the locker room the way that Goodson did down the stretch. And that's yeah. – you don't overpay to keep that, but you also have to value it. You can't undervalue it either. No question. So I actually think that you're – your figure here, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, I might be lowballing a little bit. I'm, I, I'm no, looking at I those projections. Right I, I think, yeah. It, again, I would, I would I maybe go to right ten, on. you know, five million a year, and and fudge the guarantee differently, or or make it a bonus or a roster bonus or something like that to spread the cap out. I, th- I think that's how you make that work. There's some name value here, right? Yes. On Kate, like there's you're paying for the name here a, a little bit, uh, you know, so. Same here. Uh, So I I don't know. I think Goodson uh, is right in that just under, you know, six. I think that may be a little high for both these guys. Yeah. Uh, And this is way high. And we'll we'll find out in a couple of months. The free agency starts in what, like 50 days, something like that? Yes. So, uh, yeah. And so finally, then to wrap this up here on this video on BJ Goodson, I, I am with you in, in our efforts in the Browns efforts to try to bring him, bring him <laughs> back. It'll be interesting, you know, how they handle this ahead of time. You know, uh, do they come to him with a contract, you know, in that, that, uh, three day period, right. It's right. going to have to do, um, can they approach him before you can resign your own guys anytime, right? No, that you you can negotiate with them, but you can't officially sign them um, okay. because because he is he will be a free agent um, as of uh, March seventeenth. <laughs> okay, so it's, yeah. it's coming. Um, all right, so and uh, you know here is uh, your thoughts, uh, FM's yeah. thoughts on uh, you know as Browns fans, do you want to resign VJ Goodson? Seventy eight point three percent, yes. They're with so, us, Brad. 
There's We're doing a little sample right. there first. They <laughs> like BJ Goodson and they like what he did for the Browns this year. So that's good. With that, uh, we can wrap up this uh, video here. And I hope that you enjoyed uh, the uh, breakdown on BJ Goodson free agency files, courtesy of All Eyes on Cleveland. And special guest tonight, Jeff Risden, who wrote the article. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for more free agency files videos. Uh, I think uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Johnson nickel corner is up next. Uh oh. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So to stay on the channel, make sure you subscribe at the bottom. And big thanks to Jeff Riston for joining us. For Mikey on the ones and twos, we are out. Hey.